Don't forget to check out the Hockey Podcast Network's newest affiliate, NHLShop.com. That's right, the official NHL merchandise page. Right now, they're giving 20% off orders over 25 bucks with code NHLICE25. Also, if you use our link that we're going to tweet out after this episode, you can help support us and the other hosts at the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome to Offside by a Mile, the podcast for anything and everything Colorado Avalanche, and the official Avs podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, Jared, I'm officially a full-time podcaster, sort of. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right, right. (laughs) I have been COVID-19 laid off for at least, well, we'll see, 60 days for now, but uh, this is it. I get a podcast now for all of my things. All of my stuff. All of my stuff. That's a lie. I'm going to play so much video games. <laughs> yeah. uh, also going to watch a lot of hockey, right, NHL? Hopefully. Right? Yeah. So We're creeping up on the June 1st John Scott deadline. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Things continue to look up. Yeah, what are we at? Like, uh, I guess two weeks from tomorrow? Is there 31 days in May? I don't know. Yeah, it would be two weeks tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, there's 31 days. Uh, two weeks tomorrow yeah. is June 1st. So and maybe yeah. in two weeks, we're talking about training camp starting on that fresh podcast on June 1st. Hell, like next week, possibly even with all this news coming out that like that Pierre Lebrun tweet that we kind of talked about earlier. Athletic article and exactly. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that, you know, they're making progress. It's, it's looking like the 24 team uh, layout is kind of you know, what they're looking at the most right now, which yes. is super interesting. Which we're definitely going to get into that for sure on this episode. Uh, another thing we're going to get into on this episode is if you saw our retweets and tweets and discussion a little bit on, I believe it was Tuesday's tweet from the Ice Analytics podcast. Uh, that is the Advanced Stats podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, he has been releasing annual rates numbers for every team in the NHL based on the current standings in the NHL. The Avs were up on Tuesday and whole oh my Atlanta. It was a good a good set of numbers for the Avs, which we all know we've all yeah talked about it till the cows come home, but man, just it the thing with advanced stats and it's it's why the advanced stats crew is kind of a pain in the ass when you're not part of it like I am definitely not an advanced stats guy. I'd like to yeah, be. I'd like to. Of us are. I'd like to get a, a little bit more knowledge when it comes to that because I'm a bit of a nerd, especially when it comes to hockey. But the numbers, just like how they come up with this shit, just boggles my mind. But it always seems like advanced stats just confirm things that happen. They don't tell you they're gonna happen. Yeah. Right. Like every time you look at an advanced stat, and you're like, oh, that you know that guy's like he's got really good underlying numbers, and then you look at guys like say for me. As a Leafs fan, Cody Cece, he's got good underlying numbers, but he's hot shit. Yeah. Um, 
they're just like, oh, well, it's not always perfect. It will come, it's supposed to be. <laughs> and again, this is hockey. It's very different than, say, baseball where, you know, it's offense versus defense. It's one guy versus a pitcher, stuff like that. You know, yeah. like, plus the fact that, you know, they play so many games in baseball, right? You, you have so much more opportunity to create averages. Where hockey, right. it's so dependent on who you're on the ice with on your team and against you, right? So it's just, it's obviously advanced stats are going to be hard to come by. But it's really nice when you can be a team like the Avs and get this really nice boost of, I feel like, confidence. Because it's just, oh, we're good. It's just, yeah. And this is why we're good. It's like reaffirming it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool to see. Um, Man, just Burakovsky being one of the, the elite offensive forces on the team when you look at uh, time on ice, like offense generated per per minute of time on ice, like yeah, that's insane, dude. Yeah, I mean he was calculated to be the best offensive forward in the league, yeah, in which, the league relative to time on ice, right? Which is like it's crazy. And again, you have to take it with a grain of salt because of he's not playing against top pairings, and plus his time on ice is less, yeah. than a lot of players on the and team. you know just because you play twenty five minutes a night a la Connor McDavid doesn't mean that you're just going to magically like, you're not going to go from 18 minutes a night to 25 minutes a night and just put up an extra point. Yeah. That's not just how it works. That's not how it works. Right. Exactly. But so for his time on ice, he's very effective. But again, <laughs> it, it, it helps confirm in my, in my eyes, it confirms that you're not biased when you're looking at a player. Yeah. When you, when you can put a stat, against the eye test as a fan it's like us right like like us like anybody listening to the podcast mm-hmm. it's easy to get in the tunnel vision of like oh my team's great this guy's great this guy's great this guy's great this guy's great but when you put his advanced stats numbers against that thought process and you're like wow he really is x much better than the next yeah, guy so it's not just me it's like oh <laughs> like everybody think like think back to the mckinnon burakovsky line combo when the injuries were piling up. Mm-hmm. Man, he fit in so good. Yeah. And yes, you can argue that it was McKinnon's <laughs> doing because McKinnon did it with everybody. And he does it with everybody because he's an all-time skilled player, right? Oh, like, yeah. He is in the superstar tier, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And we've talked about it, superstar tier players make your play like make people around them better. But man, Burkowski looked so good on that line with him. Mm-hmm. And again, we talked about it. It wasn't like your move. Your, it wasn't like he was gonna bump Rantanen out of that role or Landis got out of that role. But sure looked nice, and he fit in well. And he fit in well both on left wing and right wing. Yeah, on that top line, both you know when Landis was out, and then when Rantanen was out, and like then Donskoy took some of that time on that line. But you know, like Donskoy didn't, you know like quite fit as well as Burakovsky when they found Burakovsky up there. And then everyone's like, Oh, okay. Wow, this guy can rip the puck and McKinnon can get him in open space and all yeah. this stuff. You're like, wow. And like, I mean, he was creating just as much as McKinnon for like yeah. a lot of those games too. So, yeah. Uh, then on the opposite side of the coin, Chuchi. Yeah, dude. Our elite defensive forward is Chuchi. Yeah. Which is like, I was, I was thinking about this too, and it's 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 interesting. It's and a lot like you never. 
it's very rare that you look at a guy, especially a forward that plays elite defense, and you're like, wow, that really stands out. Because that's the like the best defensive defenseman is the guy you never talk about. Mm-hmm. Same as a defensive forward. And while we joked and laughed about Nachushkin not being able to score when he had a million chances hey, yeah. and all this stuff, and eventually when he started putting the puck in the net, the reason he was still in the lineup was because he wasn't getting scored on. Yeah. And I mean, that's... And to be honest, like, I definitely... I didn't notice that. Like, uh, when... Like, I, I didn't notice him having that kind of impact on the game. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly how defensive players work. Yeah, and, and if you think about, like, how... Like, how his shifts went throughout the year, it he he controls play a lot, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he, he when he gets the puck, too. Like, he kind of, like... Not exactly like Forsberg, obviously, you know, and like McKinnon kind of is, but he's so hard to knock off the puck, like with his huge stature. Like he's a big boy, right? He can move quick and he's just got like great body positioning all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, you know, how I compared the number like that 87 on defense, you know, it's like, yeah, he, he kept the play out of our defensive end a lot because mm-hmm. he's so good at rushing the puck as well. I mean, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's super interesting. Cause I wouldn't have expected that if you, if we were to bet on which forward would have the highest defensive stats, it's definitely not who I would have picked. No, definitely. It not. probably would have been more someone like Landeskog who's up there too. But again, it's another one of those things too, where you're like the grain of salt is that he, the competition he had to play against. Yeah, that too. Exactly. But yeah. at the same time, like, you, you a you you can only play against the people that are on the ice against you, and if you excel against them, that's all you can do. That's all you can ask for. That's and your job. I think it. I think it was obvious when Bednar would lean on Achushkin mm-hmm. in tight parts of the game and stuff like that. Where Move him up like, and down man. the lineup, and it, it's again two guys where you're like Joe Sakic just went out, fixed some problems. And got outrageous performance out of the guys that he chose for that. And, like, two guys... I mean, Washington didn't really give up on Burkowski, but didn't necessarily have the opportunity for him. But, like, Nashushkin, that that was, like, a straight-up that this guy... That was a... Is probably not going to turn into what we thought he was. A zero-risk... Uh, a- a- asset acquirement, right? Yeah. Did Yushkin. Zero sure. risk. If he wasn't good, you cut him, you part your ways, and doesn't life cost is, you like, really anything, yeah. Right? And he's, again, He we've talked about this before. He's not, he's not turning into the player that he was drafted as, but he's definitely turning into a player that may survive in the NHL where he and, wasn't yeah. before. And may have, like, a pretty decent impact on even a second line. Yeah. Right? So... I mean, yeah, you know, can't can't praise Sakic enough like we did last week too. I'll do it again right now. He's he's killing it, dude. Like, and then killing it. And then you go back to the back end stuff, and obviously Kale McCarr was legendary as a soft, well, a rookie-ish sophomore, like playing yeah. in his second part of the season. And you're just like, obviously, he's Kale McCarr. Yeah. I just it's just like as obvious as Nathan McKinnon is a stud, so is Kale McCarr. It's yep. gross. It's oh my god. Uh Ian Cole, obviously the stats are there, so it's not a surprise that he had a, he was having a good year for himself. Mm-hmm. 
But the thing that's disappointing to me when it comes to the defense is that the defensive side of the game has no studs, which is the problem the Avs have. Yep. Right? And we've been we've talked about that problem. <laughs> <laughs> a lot during the year, right? I, at nauseum. Like I it, it's literally all we talk about when it comes to the defense teams, right? It, yeah. And it's it's the struggle that is what it is, but hey man, Joe Sackick hit some home runs on fixing the team last summer. Maybe that's the maybe that's where he moves somebody this some this offseason or finds a free agent or whatever and it's just yeah i'm i mean i'm sure his focus has definitely gone away from the forwards and yeah, more the towards depth, the defense obviously the depth on forward doesn't really need to be it's yeah. again it's still and i, I think we kind of touched on it last week with zadorov it may be, maybe we didn't but it's will zadorov be a part of the avs next year yeah <laughs> because he's supposed to be the defensive guy and he hasn't been and, and yet, I, I don't think it's smart to give up on the guy. Yeah. But you need that hole for somebody that's going to actually play defense for you. The way I think about Zadorov is, I mean, he has the skill set. He has the physique. It's all between the ears for him. Seems like it. And we saw it a numerous amount of times this year where, like, we, we talked about it how, I don't know, a month into the season – the dude's playing really good defense. He he's he's playing his one-on-one roles so well and shutdown role just you know, really good for about, I don't know, a 3-week span probably. And then it just disappeared. It, it was like, literally just what happened. And and like not like to an average level, like to a way below average level, giving up garbage goals, like <laughs> taking just dude, horrendous con- penalties. Controller disconnected plays. Seriously. You're just like, what? Like... What are you doing, Z? Just standing in the corner. There's like <laughs> two guys in front. Yeah. So right, and it's like uh, we've talked about it. You want more out of Eric Johnson. You want more defensive stuff out of Ian Cole. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Graves too. You know, like he he had a fine season. I think he had a fine season. Yeah. But again, if if that's the pairing, if it's McCarr and Graves, you need. A, which Makar was surprisingly defensively solid, in my opinion. Yeah, a lot, a lot of nights, and he got a lot better. Yeah, right? I think so too. And he like, how many times did we have the argument or like the discussion when there was guys that were just standing in front of the net, and Makar was the guy battling to get the guy out of the front of the net, where a guy like Eric Johnson or Zdorov or Ian Cole were just like watching a guy stand there. Yeah, right. So it's it's just. Stuff like that where you, you need the work ethic on the D side of the puck for the Avs that needs to it needs to be it needs to be the main thing we see when knock on wood hockey comes back. See, I feel know. like the when is I feel like it's it, not that's if the anymore. word now, right? I feel like it's not if anymore. Exactly. At which um just want to throw this out there. I was just on Twitter before we started recording this, seeing some stuff, and a guy one of the guys that covers the Leafs tweeted a question uh, like a poll and it was f- a four answer poll. And it was uh, what playoff format would you rather see a 16 team, 20 team, 24 team, or push this season to next year. Just call it a day. See you next. See Scrap you in October. It. 26% of the people in like a 1000 answer poll answered. See you next season. 
Uh, yeah, I, I you mean, gotta I've, be nuts, man. I've seen so many of those tweets and comments everywhere, and it's it is mind boggling. I I don't understand. How are you a fan that doesn't want that? Like you don't want the season anymore. And then I also saw tweets where it was like the only team, the only th- team that's gonna care about this playoff series, like this playoff event, whatever we call, it, like whatever it ends up being. The only team, the only team that's gonna care about it is the team that wins the cup. And it's like, man, I don't buy that. We had that conversation with, was it Shane? No, who who was it that asked the question? But like, might have been Mike. Maybe it was Mike. I don't know. Or maybe actually. it was the Jets guys. I can't remember. Whoever yeah. we talked to weeks ago that had the asterisk asterisk uh, conversation about this cup, man. It's just like. Maybe, but like I just I don't see it. I just don't see Me it. Me neither. Still. I still don't see it. Well, here's my thought process on it too, and like I've seen those comments too, relating back to 2013. Yeah. With the with the lockout, whoever whoever thinks about that cup win, I believe it was Chicago. Yeah, maybe Chicago win that so. year. I think it was Chicago. Who looks back on that and is like, ah, that's a fake cup, or oh, they Chicago, didn't work for Chicago's that? Chicago's won three cups in the last ten years. Ah, uh, but it's like two and a half. Nobody says that. Yeah, Nobody, no. not one. And that's the thing with this season is, say we have a twenty-four team playout thing here. If even if I've thought about this a lot too, even if that twenty-fourth place team battles their way into the cup and wins the damn Stanley Cup through that, yeah. Fuck all the power to you, buddy. Yeah. You just killed it. Um, <laughs> like... For people that are listening to this don't really know of what the CHL is in Canada. It's our junior league. And the Memorial Cup happens every year. Not this year because it got canceled. But it's, its motto is the hardest championship to win. Because yeah, I see where you're going three of the teams in that Memorial Cup tournament have to win their division. Or sorry, win their league. So that's the C- that's the Sorry, the WHL in the Western, West, like Western Canada, the OHL in Ontario, and the QMJHL in Quebec and the Maritimes. The championships of those teams make the Memorial Cup, and they fight for the Memorial Cup. But there's a fourth team, which is the host city. Yeah, the host city is generally picked based on being a contender, having a ton of talent, all that stuff. Mind but, you, I think that's done at the start of the year that they pick um, them. Where I believe the so. Yeah, because they, ha- they have to. Right. Set Make it up. Preparations and lots and... of organization. Right. Yeah. And that's where like the slight bit of tarnish comes on being the hardest championship to win because a team that can literally not win their championship can win the tournament. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't happen very often. But like you just said, a lot of the time that team ends up finishing second. Like they, they lose the final opposed to winning the final. Yeah, or like, sometimes it's a team that lost out to that host team and then they get invited just because it has to be a four-team tournament regardless. Right. But, again, like you just said, if, say you are the team that's a host and you end up winning the Memorial Cup, man, all the power to you. You just beat the champions of every other league. Yeah. Right? Like, and it's you have to beat the best to be the best. It's a cliche, but there's still something there. I've heard the argument of, like, Oh man, th- this this cup feels weird because everybody's gonna be healthy. Yeah, awesome. Everybody's gonna be healthy. Like, everybody's dealing with yeah. the same shit. That's why it doesn't make sense to me to have like the asterisk. It just doesn't make well, any yeah. sense. Yeah, because there's there's no advantage for any team, in my opinion. Well, like okay, 
The advantage is the really, really injured teams are going to be healthy. Yeah, like the Avs, right? Like the Avs. Yeah. It's almost a bigger advantage for the Avs, and maybe that's why I feel this way. But at the same time, like the Avs were second in the Western Conference. Yeah. With the team that was broken. Yeah. So shut the fuck up. They got their. They <laughs> yeah. got themselves there. They yeah, put they, themselves they in a better it. position than a lot of teams that weren't as hurt as them. Right. And now they get this bonus of being healthy. Like screw off. I don't. I don't see that as as a a problem or a reason to diminish the value of this cup. The thing that would suck and the thing we've joked about is like winning the cup is winning the cup. These players aren't going to care at the moment whether they won the cup in front of. 18,000 fans or not. Yeah. But I guarantee you in 10 or 15 years when those guys retire and they maybe watch another Stanley Cup after the, after retirement or whatever, just, just watch it get handed out in front of fans and just go, man, what could have been? Yeah. But I think... That'll be the only weird thing. I yeah. think it's going to end up being similar to if you win the cup on the road. Right? There's only so many teams that get lucky enough to win the cup in their home building. And it seems like it's super rare lately, right? Yeah, like like it, I remember they yeah, were like, talking about that stat last think year. Think of the Caps. They won the cup in Vegas. Yeah. Uh St. Louis won at home last year. They did. Yeah. Right? And and it, it's I, I can definitely see it being more enjoyable to win it in front of your home fans, but winning it or not winning it is what we're all about for yeah. sure, right? <clears throat> and I just I don't I don't see I don't see the the asterisk thing. I just I don't see people going, "Wow, I can't believe." Especially I can't believe they gave the cup away that year. That's insane. I think especially if they don't like to put me, it down to like a three-game series or something. Like, yeah, if everything's which I think is still the plan from what I read on the Pierre LeBron article was that they still want it to be seven-game series yeah. from everything after the play-ins whatever they end up being right and i i don't see anything wrong with that uh it's just it's crazy to me that to, it's crazy to me that people see it more negative than positive because i think yeah. the team that wins it's just going to be another hurdle to overcome to win the cup yeah where it hasn't been before right and to me i think you look at this year's cup winner and go wow they like, like especially if Say hypothetically, Tampa Bay stumbles out of the gate and get knocked out in the first or second round or whatever ends up being. You're gonna be like, that could happen to anyone. Yeah. It, it, now because it's Tampa Bay, you're gonna be like, well, they did it last year. Who cares? It's it's just what they do. <laughs> yeah. But if it's a team like Boston, who are just perennial cup, cup contenders and studs, mm -hmm. if they falter, you're gonna be like, wow, maybe this break was crazy. Yeah, and I mean, you could also look at it like who like if there's a team out there that you know really underperforms like that you know maybe their personal preparation and everything wasn't you know up to par maybe they got real fat over the break right and like i mean all these athletes if they want the cup this year are in shape right now like our if, man grubauer i was gonna say <laughs> there's an avalanche player out there that is slacking off yeah. Right now. Talking to you. I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> Big Z. I may be slacking off and getting fat. Er, <laughs> but you're not allowed. Yeah. You're an athlete. Yeah. I 
am a couch potato. <laughs> and I'm looking like one. But, you know, like, it's, just that, it's just all that. And that, so I guess if we want to get into, uh, I guess, first, shout out to our sponsors, I guess, since I keep forgetting to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to Manscaped, who, again, like we said last episode, are all over the place right now. Mm-hmm. Again, we haven't really touched on it, but the UFC, they had two more events since the last time we recorded. Yeah. And as far as I know, they haven't given anybody else Corona. So that's good. Yeah. And again, Souza didn't get Corona from being at the event. So like, right. If they did nail three events in eight days without transferring, like without being a cause of Corona spreading, I think that's an awesome sign for right. things to come for other sports. Totally. Uh, NASCAR. The, yeah. NASCAR started up today. Golf. Live golf is on yeah, in the background doing here. A, doing a golf the, event. Uh, Taylor made drive driving for what? Uh, driving for some sort of, I can't remember some sort of charity event yeah. where they're playing golf, driving relief, them. driving relief. Yeah. That's the one. Thank you. Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just like, it just, whether or not you like the UFC also, uh, forgot to shout out, uh, Gagey last week, Denver mm. boy. Yeah. Fighting out of Denver. Uh, but since then, we've had... So um, many people fight out of Denver, dude, man. man. What the Get heck? that team elevation, man. Team elevation. Uh, so, yeah. Congrats to Overeem last night for winning his Yeah, main he event. trains out of Denver, too. Uh, and then Wednesday, Drew Dober with a yeah. very good fight. That was a great fight. Wow. Yeah. And then, yeah. Gagey, interim title. Hell, yeah. Just great Crazy fight. good fight. Beautiful fight. Yeah. Man, there was some... There's been some There crazy. was some, like... So they said the Gagey Ferguson fight was like best, like up there with the best ever. I think they're crazy. It was nice though, like that it's up was there like, for best fight in this year, probably. Definitely, it, like definitely, it'll be up there for fight of the year this year for sure. But yeah, it's definitely not up for like fight of the year ever. Yeah, yeah. But it was great, right? Yeah. And then the fight night that was Wednesday, almost start to finish was unreal. Yeah, it was really, really good. Including too. the the main event, which was one sided for Smith, and then all of a sudden. One sided for Teixeira. Like, yeah. Whoa. And just warriors, man. <sighs> so many warriors in these cards, man. Yeah. So many. Like the heart on these guys. It's just, if you're a fight fan, the last eight days were insane. Yeah. And just a freaking breath of fresh air to see yeah. something like this. And man, they, they nailed, they nailed it, man. The it UFC did a really good job. It wasn't exactly as normal, but man, it was good. Yeah. For, for having no fans. I thought it was great. Um, the full circle, I guess the reason I brought the UFC up again was Manscaped being front and center again, yeah. just on the mat. Just like, yeah, they are just going nuts advertising. Everywhere. Hell of a sponsor. We are fantastic. Lucky to be sponsored by Manscaped as well. Hell yeah. And THPN's the code 20% off free shipping on whatever you want, all that stuff. Um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up though, was, uh, that I keep forgetting to bring up is the cool hockey uh, contest that's going on again uh, for the gift card. Another sick sponsor. Another another sick sponsor for us. Um, if you need a jersey, code THPN, I think, is 30% off. Probably should have checked that before we started recording. But, <laughs> um, yeah, you get you buy your jersey, you're 30% off, and then get uh, entered in a draw for a gift card for basically a jersey. Right. Um, but yeah, so, you know, hockey's coming back. You got to sit in your house. Maybe you need... A Burakovsky jersey to celebrate him being a stud, yeah. an absolute stud. 
you know, maybe that's the case. Maybe, uh, maybe you want the Zadorov jersey. I maybe you're crazy. Maybe it'll give him some some confidence. You know, I don't know. Or maybe you need a hashtag choochie Big Z. Maybe you up. need a Chuchi jersey and not Nachushkin on the back, but Chuchi. Oh, that would be legit. that'd be great. Get a Chuchi jersey. Tweet us a picture. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I would love you forever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So again, now that that's out of the way, because I'm special and can't remember things. <laughs> uh, the the return to hockey, the the Pierre LeBrun stuff. It sounds like the 24 team. Um, scenario is what's on the top of the list. That being said, it's a little different than what we talked about before. Um, before it was six teams per division, which made your 24 teams. This time, it sounds like it's going to be the top 12 in the conference, mm. which is going to help like some kind of crossover, which is going to help a team like the Rangers, the Rangers yeah. not miss because that's the crazy part. Is that the Rangers, in theory, could have missed in the six teams per division scenario. But if they did do the crossover, they would be the team that crosses over into the Atlantic. And they would have a higher winning percentage than the Montreal Canadiens, who are the fifth team in the Atlantic. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. So in that case, they would take like that fifth spot, and so, then Montreal would be sixth spot. Sort of. Okay. Uh, it sounds like the th- what they're trying to do, or what they're considering doing, because, like we said, right, it's not really. It's going to be weird if they just jump into playoff hockey, right? Yeah. So apparently, one of the scenarios that's floating around is they're going to play a round robin prior to the first elimination games. And those round robin results are going to add to each team's regular season totals, and then the winning percentage is going to be derived from that. So, like whatever games you have played currently, plus the five games that we they play as ba- like exhibition slash not exhibition games. So, like throughout that particular div. Yeah. Okay. So, like basically, if 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 the round if it's six teams, so if it's the twenty four team setup, they'll play. S- each team once they'll have a five game round robin okay. played over like seven or eight days is the thought maybe eight or nine depending that's a lot that's a lot of hockey but it's, it, it's gonna be like that without though. travel it's doable that's for sure, true right? that's without true. travel they yeah. should be okay yeah it's gonna be condensed no matter how you look at it but that should that should help teams that are like because that shouldn't hurt a team that's first or second in the div like in theory for the abs being second in the div right you're probably not going to fall out of second. Plus, we got a decent cushion. Yeah, there right. Now there's, that there's they a built pretty decent cushion, yeah. and they could, in theory, get first place. Not that that's really going to do anything. Like if they outperform outperform St. Louis over those five games, right? You're still going to probably be playing the one-two game if you're in the top two. All right, so they would still do that kind of. So you have to have. So this is the thing. So another another thing that they're looking at is they don't want bye weeks. Mm-hmm. They're like. They don't want buys for the series because then you're basically going to get warmed up and then sit and do nothing. Right, right. So with 24 teams, you have three series in theory, right? So you have first and second playing for first overall and, like, you know, the top seed. Mm -hmm. And then while they're doing that series, you have three, four, five, six playing to get into the actual playoffs. Right, so like three, six, and four, and five. Yeah, yeah. 
which depends on how the most likely will depend on how the round robin turns out for those teams, right? Yeah, that'll probably decide a lot of those. Right, cases. it probably will because yeah. again, like we said, not most of that. Like if you look at the Rangers, they're very very tight. You look at the Jets, like we talked. Yeah, to Brandon and Colin. Colin, thank yeah. you. Uh, you you look at those guys and it's like, man, one win is going to mean a lot in yeah. that round robin. Yeah. Right? So that's I mean, the thing. Tight race is there. It's going to be weird because those games are going to mean a lot, but they're also going to be exhibition sort of. Yeah. So it's it's, it's going to be a bit odd, but I think it's the best way because if you just play exhibition games right now, that's also weird. Yeah. Because you don't want to finish the season because you don't want to waste time. But you can't just jump into playoff hockey because that's not how professional sports works, right? Yeah. You just can't start. You just can't jump on a moving train playoff hockey yeah that's the thing they can't just playing for three yeah they can't just be like as well like with the fact that you know the season got cut short 10 11 games whatever you can't just be like all right well boom yeah even then playoffs yeah Yeah, like (laughs) even then right if if, say say you started at game 72 and finished it off it'd be really weird to just jump right into there too without exhibition games either yeah i mean right so right so like so like this like round robin sort of setup seems to kind of make sense because it means something, but it only means something for seeding, which might not actually mean anything. Right. Cause like in theory, you could have a better matchup as the sixth seed against the third seed than if you were a four or five seed. Yeah. Right. The, man, we we watch it every year, right? Like you just watch some of the first round matchups and you're just like, they're a third seed. Yeah. Whoa. Right, especially, yeah, you know, like the whole huge argument that it is, you know, the whole standing system and yeah. playoff, whatever, <laughs> whole gone through that shit. Divisional crap, yeah. right? So it's, and I mean, that's that's why I always just bring it back to, man, like whoever gets into these playoffs, however it's set up, you're going to have to win the games. Every team, so, every team is in the same boat. Yeah, it's, it and is if, what it is. You got to win to get if in. If you're in the bottom four, you put yourself there. Yeah. Right, if you're three, four, five, six, when the round robin's over, you put yourself there, and that doesn't mean you can't win. No, it doesn't. Um, then there's also the thought of a twenty-team system, which would take on in the East Eastern Conference the Rangers and the Habs would miss, and in the Western Conference I think it was Arizona and Chicago would miss. Same thing. It would be the top ten in the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference, not the top five in each division it'd just be so you could have a crossover like that Mm -hmm. but the problem with 20 it like so 20 the extra four teams to me makes sense in the whole like well if you're gonna go to 24 you might as well go to 31 (laughs) aspect right but the thing with 20 the thing that makes 24 work is that you don't have buys Mm -hmm. whereas if you have 20 you don't want to eliminate teams in the round robin. So you want to have a sort of series, like a play-in series. Yeah. Right? But if you did that, then your one seed would have a bye. Right. Right? Because two and five would play and three and four would play while one is just sitting there. Just chilling. Chilling. Not re- like you're resting, but like not really. Resting like it's, it's, after the rest. It's not. Yeah. It's not really <laughs> going to accomplish anything. Yeah. So... That's why I think the 24 team thing is going to probably play out here. And you know what? Thinking about it, that probably does make more sense. 
And then to me, again, you go back. The thing is, it's like, yes, 24 teams get in. Say the Rangers make it, or say Chicago makes it, or Arizona, yeah. whatever. Then people go, oh, well, they, they made it. It's bullshit. You know, like they shouldn't even have been in the playoffs. They shouldn't be the top 16. It's like, well, if they had 10 more games, then they might have ended up there, right? Exactly. It's, like, it's the ifs and whens and all that bullshit that I think is crazy, and I don't know why people care so much. I feel like that's the thing is they're going to try and do this the fairest way. There's there's games left on the season. Those, those teams could have made yeah. some miraculous. What Arizona goes on a 10 game win streak. The you Avs could have right? passed St. Louis for first legitimate. Yeah, think about think about what the Avs did last year to get into the yeah. playoffs. Right. Who said they weren't going to go on a run? And it, we've talked about it, right. The the just play better argument. That's all well and good. But there's a reason there's 82 games, not 70. Yeah. Right? And part of that's money. Yeah, sure. But a part of that is also 82 full games of hockey. So you can play everybody and all this shit. Right. And you can ramp up and all this stuff. You can have two months after the deadline. Well, you're, to one you're preparing for 82 games. You're not yeah. preparing for these 70 games that have been played. Trust me. Teams like, I don't I don't know, uh, Vegas definitely comes to mind. Like some of these teams that have one goalie systems prepared their goalies to play 60 games yeah. of 82 that yeah That's not 60 of 70 take into account yeah right so it's just, it's all this but again all this stuff it's just ifs and whens if it would have actually mattered it's no reason to just be like mm, we shouldn't even do this it's different it shouldn't happen yeah if that's the case we should never have a lockout shortened season <laughs> yeah Right. Yeah, I mean, why didn't we just scrap that yeah, whole season? Yeah, we should just scrap the whole right? thing. It's not fair. I don't remember. My team doesn't start playing good till game seventy. I don't remember <laughs> a single. Well, or if you're a Leafs fan, oh, my team doesn't start playing shitty until game. 70. <laughs> yeah, that's why they made the playoffs that year. Yeah, that. But like, I never heard somebody during that season say, "Oh, we shouldn't. This Stanley Cup shouldn't count." Right. Not once. Because yeah, the integrity is still going to be there, and you know that, like. If there's one thing that we can trust Gary on is that he does, he he wants it to be competitive, you know. I, right? he, that for sure, right? So I I yeah I I mean, sixteen wins is sixteen wins. I and I hope that it is game or seven game series. It because that is one thing that would shake me a bit. I think. I agree. I if it was best of fives or something, it I'd just be like, wouldn't. Oof. It wouldn't feel right. No. So like, and I doubt I doubt they do that because I I feel like. I mean, if we get that June first, fucking John Scott date, Dude, I, I kind of doubt that. But um, hey, man, all he said was training camp. All yeah, he said. I mean, and that's true. And and it's shaping up. Two weeks is very very doable right now where they're at. And if they have if they have that thought in mind that they don't mind moving the start of next season a couple months down, I mean, there's gonna be time here. Like we we have the time, so we. The the fans, the media, I, I think people in general are the ones that make the requirement for an end. Right. And, like, there's people that I've seen say, like, oh, summertime isn't meant for hockey. Oh, shut up, dude. Man, I You're, don't give a shit right now. Why does, why does time of year matter? Are you kidding me? I did see that, which was a bit of a question mark, and they were kind of debate. Apparently, Arizona's in the mix for being a hub. Mm-hmm. That would be very odd because 
I don't think the ice there is good to begin with. Yeah, and then you get like 120 degrees fucking Fahrenheit every day or some <laughs> yeah, shit. Like, yeah. It's just like 105, 110 degrees outside. Just, while we're it playing be, in slush today. Yeah, while it would be <laughs> awesome to like go to the rink in flip-flops and play in sh- like, <laughs> go to the rink in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. That would be great. Uh until you're on the ice. I, I mean, yeah, it would I don't know, that would probably Fog bowl, maybe. That would probably be a factor, right? Right. So that that to me was a bit weird, especially yeah. when you have options of like Minnesota. Yeah. Which again, or even everybody's going to be hot. Like if if it's in like and I don't think it's going to be in Florida. Fingers crossed. Well, hell, you put it up here in Canada, man. We get pretty hot. Like we're getting pretty if nice temperature now, right? If it's in Toronto or something, like it, Vancouver. they get hot. Vancouver gets hot. Right? Yeah. Maybe Edmonton. it doesn't get maybe it doesn't get 110 Fahrenheit hot, but yeah, it's hot. Right, so it's it's that stuff that they still have to definitely understand. There's also a thought I was reading, um, that like the cup, the cup final and the conference final, kind of similar to way they do March Madness with the Final Four, will all be in one location where they won't tra- travel. Cool. Which, aside from like the tiny bit of arena revenue that you get from like actually having games and actually having players there and stuff like that, I don't think that that money really m- means a lot. To like split it between like hypothetically it's Colorado and Washington, <laughs> <laughs> hypothetically right like I don't yeah. I don't think I don't think you're gonna get a whole lot of revenue just having people play on your ice right yeah right um again <laughs> actually I saw a tweet before we recorded too of like this is really shaping up to be like a Columbus Blue Jackets win the cup kind of season, isn't it? <laughs> and it's just like you shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> Could you like I mean hell, that's what I mean. I feel like uh, I feel like this is just I, I feel like be... it's going to be cool, man, because we're going to everyone's on the same playing field here now. Like yeah. who even knows who's going to maybe the Avs suck when we come back. You never know, it might happen. Yep. It could happen. I mean, there were stretches where this yeah, team like, did not play well. You don't want to hear it, but like it, it, it's a very real possibility. And then what if the Jets just go off and just kill it? Yeah, somehow they just they still have no defense, but they're like, yeah, whatever. I mean, we're I, killing it. I feel like there's so many. I feel like there's big questions, there's, and I love it. Th- there's so much ifs when it comes to winning the cup on a good day. Never mind right now. Yeah, it's just like adding a couple doesn't really change anything to me. Yeah. You still have to. It's get, the same thing. You right? still have to get incredibly lucky when it comes to injuries and it comes to playing well and playing hot and running into a hot goal. Timely goals, yeah, exactly. Timely right. goals, yeah, like some some four minute power plays and Pat, shit. Five, <laughs> four goals on five minute power. All right, play that's or that's what I meant to yeah. say. Four goals on the power right? play. Like yeah. Offside reviews that go one way or the other. Like, <laughs> exactly right. It, it just there's so many ifs that I just I don't see it mattering. Yeah, and I mean, this is the thing. Once this gets going, and we're like into the first round, everybody's gonna forget this shit. Yeah, it's just gonna be we're watching fucking first round of playoff hockey now, dude. Let's go. I can't. Oh, we're sitting in I one of my favorite places to watch hockey. Yeah, outdoors in the summertime. Yeah, I remember watching Vegas win the third round in the backyard outside. I yeah. don't give a shit if it's August. Or if it's June, or if it's May, I just want to watch hockey, please. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I got so many good feelings and just, like, butterflies, goosebumps from just watching the UFCs, and especially just because they were such good events. Like, yeah, such hockey could be fights. the same thing. And yeah, it just got me into the mode, like, oh, 
I just can't wait for the puck to drop in the first round because that's like the best feeling. You get to watch eight solid ass series and just, you know, three, four games a night. You're just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 There is there's a part of me that definitely definitely needs that in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's another reason why I'm like, fuck you to anybody who doesn't want this season to happen, because come on, bro. We need that. He's had him alive. The thing is, too, and again, we've talked about it. it. It's just like if the season didn't happen, there's all the trade deadline stuff that happened. There's all well, there's that so many implications, right? The end of a con- contracts for people. Minnesota's going through with Miko Koivu, yeah, on his you know victory, like his last hurrah kind of thing, right? Yeah. What if destiny was for your team to win that that year's cup? Yeah. And it just doesn't even happen. Right. Obviously, you don't know about it. You just never know. But what if, like... Sure, that's a feeling that a lot of us have, right? Well, what or if like, this... This is a special half season, man. Right, yeah. Like, you're sitting here you're looking at the advanced stats numbers and going, wow, man. For a team that was broken for most of the year, going, like, man, maybe this is it. Yeah. Like we kind of said Get last week. vibes. Like, yeah. The people that are, like, you know, are the Avs a contender? And it's like, oh, we got to wait and see. It's like, man, what are you waiting for? Yeah, the, the <laughs> proof is here, man. We already seen it. Yeah. Right, so it's just like, it's just, it's just gotta happen, please. Yeah. Uh, what else? The what last else was I gonna say. The other, uh, I I don't know about this conversation. Like, do you have more for this topic? Because there's one uh, more thing I want to talk talk about before we get out. No, of here. I mean, no, not really. Go for it. I don't know if anybody saw the tweet from the Blue Notes podcast. Uh, it was basically what I would say is the way you type out a evil, evil laugh. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anybody saw in Avs country, but, uh, the LA Rams, the old St. Louis Rams, Tom has kind of talked about his hatred for Kroenke and his KSE, uh, Kroenke Sports and Entertainment because they moved St. Louis to LA basically to make more money. Not because it was failing in St. Louis, but because they could make more money in LA. Yeah. Right. They promised a two and a half billion dollar stadium. Reports came out this week that that stadium has ballooned to five to $6 billion. What the fuck dude? That is insane. Yeah. That's not cost overruns because of the economy. That's just bad planning, and it just went, it got out of hand. Yeah. It's insane. I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah, like, what what were they doing going down, like, a checklist? Like, you're fucking buying a car and getting all your extra accessories. Yep, I want that. I want that. Oh, I definitely want that. Oh, you know what? Let's put this in. but, (laughs) But they did that. After budgeting. Yeah, exactly. Not before. After. What's the budget at? Oh, shit. Uh, oh wait, what? <laughs> what? I'm gonna have to make some calls here. <laughs> now, the only reason I'm talking about that is because it's KSE related. Kroenke owns a lot of sports teams. Obviously, the Abs are one of them. The Nuggets, the Mammoth, you know, all that stuff. I just, I hope that this is not a thing that happens here in Denver. Yeah. Be, and and it was kind of if anybody actually read that athletic article that we talked about last week. One of the questions in there was like, do you think that 
the Pepsi Center is a good building. It was kind of half and half. I think it was a little like 60-40. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was good and 40 that could be an, uh, could use an upgrade. Yeah. I think you're crazy if you think that. Like, obviously, it's not best in the league, but like. There's lots worse. There's tons worse. We live come, in a city. Come with to Calgary. Yeah. Go to the Saddle Dome. You'd be like, what the fuck is this? This thing is 35 <laughs> years this old. This is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, it looks fucking cool, though. <laughs> it's just a case of if and when the Avs and Nuggets need a new building. Which isn't probably too far off it's, the future. You, well, the thing is, right? Like, it, I think it's what, eleven or twelve years old or something. Maybe, is that it? Maybe more than that. Actually. I feel like maybe. it's more. Uh, let me Google that. Uh, oh, it's twenty years old. Sorry. There you oh, go. Nineteen ninety nine opened. So, you, like, you're probably looking at ten years, roughly, right? You need it. You want kind of like you yeah. want a new building in ten years. That means you got to start planning for the new building in five. Yeah. Well, yeah, don't don't pull a Calgary. If all of a sudden the bill of goods is that it's a one billion dollar arena, and then all of a sudden that balloons <laughs> to two and a half, that is insanity. Yeah. Now the one thing about uh, the stadium in L.A. is the fact that a they're sharing it with the Chargers, mm. and it's weird kind of it is super weird. It's but it's football; weird. they only have so many games. It's probably more doable it, it, than a lot of definitely. Things. Yeah. It's probably a lot more doable than it is. Clippers, Lakers. That Clippers, Lakers one is insane. Fuck, because the Kings play there too, right? Is Uh, that the same? Is that Staples? Yeah, Staples. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's fucking insane. So crazy. I don't know how they do that. I don't either. Um, but right, it's just it's the thing about the LA one is it's private. Like, there's no funding from the government, but they may require fund. Like, they may ask for it from Denver, like from people in Denver. Right? It may happen. We've we watch it pretty much everywhere else. I think it's crazy, especially for a venue that can host two pro sports teams. I don't think public money should ever be spent on a, a venue like that. Yeah, when you got that but caliber, kind of. Yeah. If he thinks he can get some, he'll ask for it. By the looks of things, with how he just moved St. Louis, right? Or moved the Rams, right? Yeah. Just they they're offering a greener pasture, so I'm going. See ya. I could see him asking the state of Denver for money, and it's terrifying that that's the building down the road that's just ballooning out of control. Like it's it's insane. It's just it's something you gotta watch out with cranky or cranky or whatever. And it's just I just wanted to talk about it because we've had Tom on, and he has a very sour taste in his mouth from cranky. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and. The guy seems like he cares more about the dollars than anything else, right? So it's like just, a, like a lot of them do. Yeah, I, I, the thing is, and this is the 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 balancing act is you. I think I think you'd rather an owner that just cares about the dollars more than you want like a Jerry Jones or um, buddy from Dallas. What the hell's his name? The Mavericks owner. Oh uh, shit. I can, uh, I, damn it. I can never remember his name. Mark something or yeah, whatever. Yeah, Mark Cuban. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Like, I think I think you'd rather have the background owner than the fantasy owner. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. I mean, it's probably but better for business. It's way nicer to see a happy medium. Like, the Blues had it, right? The Blues had it. Um, the Caps had it, too. Where, you know, like, it's, it's cool when you see the owner when they care. But when they don't meddle. 
right? Right. When they meddle with things, that's when it gets out of hand. Yeah. When they just care about winning and losing, that's when it gets good. Yeah. Because they want to spend money on stuff like that, right? But yeah, it's... Uh, the Cronky the thing with the, the LA Stadium, it's, it's out of Denver's... Um, grasp for issues for them like for the abs for the nuggets all that but it's something that's just like right on the edge where it's just like man you got to watch out the next time that happens yeah because i don't know if you can justify the abs and the nuggets supporting a building that's like the most expensive building in the league yeah when you look at like madison square garden and the building they just built in uh detroit Mm -hmm. and stuff like that like even edmonton's right like yeah i don't say you can't build what's there like, you can't build something comparable, but you can't have it just all of a sudden be, like, triple the cost of what Edmonton paid for theirs. Right. Right? Yeah, it just doesn't seem... And, yeah. it, it, like, and again, right. it's, it's, it's years away, but just, just think back to this date or, like, this week and just be cautious just as a fan. Just like, <laughs> don't just take the, the propaganda that gets spewed about a, a new arena from Crank. Read uh, that KSC. fine print. Right, yeah. It's, it's just... I, everybody has the, like, I, I feel like it's like the easiest stereotype going construction easy, always over budget. And it's always late. That's fine. It's not late and two and a half times the budget. <laughs> yeah. <though>. Yeah. <laughs> Normally it's like 20% over or something. Yeah, not exactly. 200, which is like plannable for, right? Yeah. Not, not, yeah. Like triple the price. Ah. <laughs> it's just like crazy, man. <laughs> Better be a fucking nice building, dude. Man. <laughs> if it's, like, it, it better be... Well, because, like, what the hell is the one in Vegas going to cost? Oh, yeah. We were just looking at that, too, for the Raiders. Which also looks pretty dope. So, it's it's budgeted for $1.84 billion. Man. If that thing in LA is going to cost what almost triple. Five to six. Yeah, what the... F- that's, that's crazy, dude. That is mental. I mean, if there is a place to have that, it's LA. It's LA. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it's in LA. Okay. But it's like, like, I understand the NFL prints money. I get it. But how do you justify that much money? Yeah. It'd be interesting to go around that league and just see how much every building costs. Well, oh, for the Olympics, too? That's a bridges. Okay. Okay. But still, like, that. Like, that's some money, and I, I get that, but, like, mm, my God. <laughs> that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Because, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of Cowboy Stadium, how much that was. Uh, let's see. Cost of Cowboy Stadium, $1.2 billion. And that thing is insane. Yeah. Yeah, so. So, but that, like, that was 2013. That was... Yeah, it's almost back. seven years ago. You could probably pretty much prorate that up to about what they're paying for the Raiders Stadium in Vegas, right? So it's like, okay, okay, but so then you prefer, like you can't even prorate it to two billion in LA because it's basically it was supposed to open this year, I think, and I think it got pushed to next year or something. So it's yeah, I don't know, man, it's crazy. Yeah. I just I think we'll just sit here, grab the popcorn, and watch. But when it comes time for Denver and the Avs and the Nuggets to get a new building. Just beware. Something to keep in mind for sure. But yeah, that's uh, that's the sporting week for Avs country. It seems and for it's just, the world. 
<laughs> Man. We're getting closer to normalcy, I think. Yeah, I mean, up in Canada, they're starting to kind of open some things back up. They haven't opened barbershops in Calgary yet, so my hair is still <laughs> fucked. The flow. Got a nice little wave going. Dude, it's so brutal. I drove <laughs> here with the windows open and no hat on, so we just got <laughs> fucked. And I was uh, like, hey, yeah, wind nice. hair. Wind hair. Gotta love it. So, yeah, I'm pretty. Never pretty, but, like, I'm extra not pretty right now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, thanks for tuning in to the May 18th episode of the Offside by My podcast. And hopefully in two weeks we're talking about real deal on ice hockey. I feel like we say that at the end of every podcast. Yeah, well. Hopefully it's coming. Hopefully it is But it's, there's stuff actually developing now, okay? Oh, yeah, we mentioned we forgot to mention uh, there's possibility of the draft being announced tomorrow oh right i kind of wanted to monday that's going to be interesting to see what they do with that simply because pierre lebrun the order is literally built off the playoffs it's hard to pierre lebrun yeah i forgot about that too yeah right so like that's why that part confuses me is like how how can we even talk about the draft when we don't even know what's happening i just i just don't really get why like the three and, months extra of like having development time with players, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see it worth it. Like they're still gonna develop for three months without you. It's just not gonna be under your direction. I get over it. Yeah. Just wait. Yeah. I don't know. The draft is like the last thing on <laughs> my concern list here. So, and like I don't know, the priorities could lie elsewhere. Although you know, of course, they're gonna be prepping that, and there's probably a whole different team that are trying to organize that. Probably. I don't know. Yeah, so thanks might, for tuning in. Might have some news here. Maybe, I maybe. guess because, yeah, tomorrow, I guess today for everyone listening, yeah. there's big meeting at 3 p.m. Eastern or yeah, whatever. Maybe. So I believe the weekly Board of Governors meeting is Monday. So We might figure some shit out. This podcast may go obsolete in a hurry. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. you never know. Until then, we will see you next week. And uh, thanks for coming coming out. And hopefully it's entertaining still. Yeah. (laughs) The biggest thing you can do to support us is by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star rating. Also, if you're looking to donate to the network, visit the Hockey Podcast Network's Patreon page. All donations go straight to the podcast host. Thanks, and see you next episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.